Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, welcome. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. You know, the other day, you all heard me reflect. You know, this is our 11th year for the network and way longer than that for the Dr. Pat Show. And many of you have been with us all along for the journey. But what happened in 2004 and 2005, especially with my own mystery disease, as it was called back then, we started to look at certain other impacts. So I happened to stumble upon Dr. Dardish, um, a fabulous doctor out of uh, Bellevue, Washington, one of the first of our kind um, to come out of the gate and look at something that was unheard of to look at in the state of Washington. Now, if you're like me and you're from Jersey or if you're like, and you're from New York and you're like, you lived on the East Coast and Connecticut and Rhode Island and anything over the East Coast, not such a reach, not such a, a reach to be looking at stuff, right? But in the state of Washington, who literally at that time had on their website, hello, we don't have any cases of Lyme disease here. And when both Dr. Darvish and I started to do an entire series of shows, and we supported a show by Katina Mattress back in the time, you know, when we did that in her book, we got on the radar in a not so cool way with a lot of governments. And that's what happens when you speak out. But fast forward to where we are today, I wouldn't change anything about what we did and how we did it. We were one of the first uh, media outlets and Dr. Darvish, of course, we hosted many events to educate people about Lyme disease, uh, about what it was, about what you could do despite what you're told. Um, but this particular journey is not over. And this is part of the message today, you know, this is by far, Lyme disease is by far, not just the great imposter, but we can't even get a handle on counting numbers on this. And you're going to hear why from two amazing people liberating yourself from Lyme. My two very special guests, Vera McCoy and Dr. Angelica Lemke. We are going to talk about this because while we're talking about a lot of other things and a lot of other viruses and a lot of other things going on in, in the national arena, this particular disease just keeps on rocking on and getting to a lot of people. And up until now, we don't have a lot of answers. Um, I want to thank you both for joining me here today. Uh, we're going to start with talking about 
why we're here today and and especially why this book an integrative and intuitive guide and i love that it's both intuitive because that's been part of my journey too and dr darvish to lyme disease but i want to ask you this question you know coming out and speaking about this and keeping this conversation in the forefront i think is one of the most important but i want to start with you veer as you know somebody that is writing a story that's part of your journey and then you of course dr lemke about you know, being that person that takes on an enormous responsibility for healing people. Welcome to both of you. Great to have you both here. Yeah. Thank uh, you. Great to be here. Vera, I want to start with you because it has been a really long time since I've gotten a book on my desk and talking to people that up close and personal with the disease that just won't quit. Now, a lot of people think that, the, the, you know, this is the stepchild to what's going on in, in the world right now. But this yeah. is a disease that won't quit. And I want yeah. to ask you, not why you wrote this book. I want to ask you about what the impact is that you want us to experience as a result of you just bearing it all to people. Mm. Yeah. Well, as many of you know, um, Experiencing Lyme disease can be one of the most horrific experiences um, of a lifetime. And I, I got COVID this year too, and that was no drop in the bucket, but compared to Lyme disease, it was a drop in the bucket. It, Lyme disease, as, as many of us know, when it goes long-term, it can be incredibly debilitating for years and years and years. And I suffered for nearly 10 years dealing with, with Lyme disease, but I came out of it about 10 years ago. So I've been about 10 years, hundred percent. This book, Liberating Yourself from Lyme, came out of that journey through Lyme. And what I wanted to do was write a book that could help as many people as possible. A lot of times when we're sick with Lyme disease, we spend thousands and thousands of dollars on piles of pills and doctors and, and, and anything. We'll do anything to get better. We'll, we'll do anything. And so this book, there was an intuitive component that came to me and we'll talk about that, but I really wanted to create a self-help book that for someone with Lyme, knowing that there was a way out, that here is a key piece of the puzzle that myself and the author, my co-author, Kara Zoll, we both came out of Lyme 100%. And this is, this is a guide map, a road map to show you how to come out of it. And, you know, I got to commend you on the book itself. And FYI, I read the books. I will not put you on, on the spot by going to say something like, hey, on page 143, dot, 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 although I am on 143 right now, um, I won't do that. But I do want to commend you, and I want to commend both of you from coming to the forefront. Your story and what you just said, and Dr. Lemke, this is for you, what you just shared mimics my journey, right? It, it mimics the 10 years, really, to figure it out. 10 years? <laughs> 10 right. years? It, what, what are you doing? You know, go get another yeah. doctor. Well, I did get another doctor. That's why I'm alive today. But... When you go back to that time point, right? Let's do that. That was 20 years ago, if I did the math right. Is that right? 
Correct. Fast forward to where we are now. 20 years ago, if we were doing a show on Lyme disease, every party in 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 any government place would be looking at us and say, you're making it up. There's no such thing as chronic Lyme. You can't right. have Lyme dormant in your system right. for an entire lifetime. Right. And by the way, what happens? You flip a switch and all the co-infections are there. Yeah. Dr. Lemke, what do you think about what I'm saying? And welcome to the show, you old, brave doctor, you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I met Veer when um, he gave me a draft of his book. And when I read it, I was so excited. And why I was excited was because he really presents in in a a very graspable way, how to step into your intuitive self and find your own medicine. And this is something that I've been helping families do for a long time. Um, When I graduated from naturopathic school, I immediately started taking cases on the East Coast, actually, but then it turned on to um, (laughs) online, complex kids. cases that just make your heart break, autism, um, but then also pandas and pans, which are pediatric autoimmune disorders related to a broken immune system or Lyme disease. And um, what really is most fundamental in me helping these cases is not me stepping in as the doctor and saying, I have the power here to fix you. It's getting the mother and the parents and the family to connect into their own power and to find the medicines within them. Um, so I'll do that with a meditation, but um, there are many ways that we can do that. There are many tools that you can have, and, and Veer is really presenting those tools, and um, that's really the message that we have to share. That's, that's our goal is to get people to find their own power to heal themselves and um, to look within, bring what is within out of themselves and say, this is what I was looking for. I was looking for something, and it was there all along. Sounds simple in some ways, um, but there are tools that you can you can follow that Veer presents that really helps that expression of, of your inner medicine. You know, uh, there's so much to talk about. I want to really break this down based on our personal stories and journeys. You know, um, you know, Dr. Lemke, from your perspective, there is a journey as a physician. There is a journey. Uh, Veer, from your perspective, you did a beautiful and brilliant job in this book. And, you know, I had to go back and read different parts of the book um, just, just to say, yeah, wow, yeah, that was my experience. Oh, yeah, that was John's experience. Oh, yeah, that is the thing. I want to ask you this question, uh, both of you, actually. What do you believe is our greatest misconceptions around Lyme disease? And the reason I ask that question, because it's going to cut right to the chase in a lot of what you say in the book. Uh, And also for you, Dr. Lemke, a lot of what you do every day. But what are the greatest misconceptions that if we didn't have them, I wonder how many people would not die? How many people would be well, right? Because I have a feeling that's one of the reasons you wrote the book to say we ought to get mm-hmm. some real data, we ought to get some real mm-hmm. information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's an extremely powerful question, and we're going to cut straight to the chase. But I feel like right before we do that, so just so so listeners know, I 
kind of have the brain of a scientist. I work as a field biologist, and that is I work with endangered species and plants and animals. So I, I understand the Latin names of everything. So I kind of have a science brain, but I sort of have the soul of an artist as I'm a musician. So there's this interface that happened within me over the years as I got sick, this interface of what I call science and art where that, where that meets. And uh, Carl Jung would say that spirit speaks in symbology. And I started to get these intuitive or uh, intuitive messages that started to come to me. And I started to unravel Lyme disease from this place of intuition and doing research on what I was intuiting to back yep. it up. Yep. And that's a big part of where the, the book came from. But to cut to the chase, the biggest, the biggest healing came, and this is, this is getting back to the misconception of Lyme disease, is that I was terrified of Lyme disease. I was terrified of this little bacteria, this little thing that was ravaging my body. We must kill it. I, you know, it was like, I got to kill this. How can I kill this? What weapon can I use? What antibiotic? What pill? I don't care. I've got to kill, 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 kill this monster that creates, generated in me an amazing amount of fear, panic, anxiety. As many of us know, it makes your brain go absolutely bonkers, haywire. You don't even know who you are at times. And, and anyone who, who's been through that knows exactly what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. So the moment that came to me, the misconception of Lyme disease, and this relates to to, to the greater idea of illness is that how can we see illness as a teacher? How can we see illness as something that's prompting us to get healthier, to get stronger, to get back in, for lack of a better word, our power, to get our immune systems super strong and fighting and to push this disease out to liberate this disease. That's why I call it liberating yourself from Lyme to, mm -hmm. to remove this, this entity from us. And how do we do it? And the switch that flipped for me, and it's, it's in the book was one day I thought, what if I love the Lyme? Yep. I'm so terrified of this disease. And one day I thought, what if I love it? Ding, 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 ding. That's like when a series of chimes and bells went off and it was like, oh my God. I never thought of it that way, but didn't, you know, didn't Gandhi say that? Didn't yep. Martin Luther King say you can only meet hate with love? Didn't Jesus say bless the enemy? I never yep. thought of that. Like, could I do this with a bacteria, a virus? And that was the biggest switch that I had in my healing. So there's a huge misconception about Lyme as being this, this monster out there, this enemy, when perhaps it's teaching us something, when perhaps it's teaching us to get more into our power, more into our fire, more into our love, more into a strong immune system. Hope that helped. Well, let me tell you, I, I mean, it does it. We're going to get back to that because you're exactly right. I mean, the switch and I want to I want to come back to this in a minute because it is it is such an important shift in energy for a lot of reasons. Um, Dr. Lemke, I want to get to you. You are feet on the ground. You know, I mean, Dr. Nusheen Darvish. Boy, if she were listening to this show, and she might, she would be, Veer, you're absolutely right. In, in, in her practice, there were 
family constellation work, spiritual work. But Dr. Lemke, for you, you're in it every day. You're, you're saving lives. You're working with people. What was it for your journey? I, I can only imagine how many aha moments you had in this. Mm-hmm. But tell us about your particular misconceptions. What is it that you believe, people believe, that if we were to flip a switch, if I could use Vera's language, boy, man, something might shift, right? Mm. Yeah, where to start in that journey? Yeah. <laughs> I, I grew up on the East Coast with a very mainstream perspective on medicine with many doctors in my family who themselves said, don't go and become a, a, an MD because I'm depressed. Um, <laughs> I went to naturopathic medicine, hoping that I would find answers there. And um, it, and really it presented a wide array of, of medicine. And um, the answers aren't in one system of medicine versus another, that's not the answer. It's really, you know, all medicine is on a spectrum and there's spectrum from very spiritual, you know, clearing the, the spiritual side of things, whether it's past lives or you know, energetic pieces that you are completely blowing your mind because you have no idea that that even existed versus the real physical dietary and exercise pieces of the equation. So there's a broad swath of everything in between that, um, that we have to be open to. Um, I would say, you know, one of the biggest misconceptions about disease overall that I've learned is that we can understand it with our minds and that we can control it. We can control it with science. We can control it with a microscope. We can control it with testing. Um, we can control it with you know, these double blind placebo trials. And um, I, even with all the education that I had, had to surrender and say, I have no idea what is going on here. These cases are so hard. You know, I had these intake forms that were 10 pages long and then I'd have a mother who's sobbing and I'm sitting on Zoom and I'm like, oh my God, what do I do for this person? I don't know what to do. I, I, I could study for, you know, 10 more years and not know what to do. And so what happened there was my heart broke open. Yeah. That's a heart of compassion. Yeah. You know, if we can meet our patients with love, and compassion and admit that we don't know what to do, something deeper inside of us will move us in the direction of the right decisions to make. And so it's it's ultimately with Lyme and with a lot of disease, it's a place of surrendering to the unknown and surrendering to our higher voice that will show us there is a way. There, there is a, a step in the right direction. And you may take three step forward and two step back, but you're still moving forward. And it may be feel really slow, but you're moving forward with what is feeling right within you. So yeah, I, you know, when I first started to practice, I would give remedies or treatments. And then the moms were really intuitive. They just took it like out of the ballpark. They, I, I could see them progress so much faster. Um, because they were in touch with that part of them that was all knowing. So that was the biggest part was, was discovering that I didn't have the power to heal people. People had the power to heal themselves by discovering that part of them. And I was just here to facilitate the journey. Yeah. You're talking about 
something that to some people may seem so new and innovative, but both of you and the, the, the one thing that the three of us have in common, we're kind of in the researcher mode, right? Because my researcher brain during this was so helpful for me. But one of the things I love, and I just want to tell everybody, for those of you joining in, the book is Liberating Yourself from Lyme, an Integrative and Intuitive Guide to Healing Lyme Disease. I want everybody to see it. And I know Olivia's uh, putting up pictures as well. Um, what I love, I want to tell you the three things I love about this book, and then I want to dig, you know, do a deep dive into the book as well, right? And really talk about what both of you are here to talk about. Um, one is, <clears throat> I love the stories. You know, I love that you're sharing other people's journeys. Um, the second part is I love that when we talk about Kara and we talk about the differences of diagnosis, how some people have a rash and some people don't, there, there are these tidbits throughout the book that say conventional wisdom would say you have to have A, B, C, and D or you don't have it, right? <clears throat> and you pinpoint and show us that there are just things to be aware of. The last thing I want to say about the book, which is long overdue, is what we just talked about is, sure, even if you are going here and getting this pill and getting that potion and this lotion, let me tell you how to build strength in the body, in the mind, and in the spirit. And you give us really a handbook for that. You know, even some things that most people don't know about, the resveratrol, right? A lot of people are like, what? But I know about that. Uh, or you're talking about, well, what if you're told you have lupus? Or what if you're told you have MS? Uh, or in the case of my friend who passed away who had ALS. And I want to just talk about the book for a minute and go back to you, Veer, because you said something, boy, I'm going to say it again. The fear around this disease, I believe, is the number one cause people do not get the proper test for it. Even though they know, even though they're going through brain frog, frog even though their memory is, you know, like, where'd my memory go? Uh, I don't know. Um, even though all of that, the fear around it about not being able to do what you're giving us in this book stops people. So therefore it stops people from looking at this and looking at the solution. Have you found that in your experiences, both of you? I'd like to start with you, Vera. And, and what do you say about that to people? Yes, absolutely. Lyme can go so undiagnosed. I, um, I was fortunate, well, in a way, because I, I, it, when I was bit by the, the initial tick in 2001, it took me about two months, two and a half months, before I finally figured out what it was. And I had symptoms, and I took antibiotics, and it knocked all the symptoms out. And then it came raging back two months later. And when it came raging back, I got Bell's palsy. And I had this dizziness and I had like, you know, all these other crazy symptoms. And then I took another round of antibiotics and it knocked it down. And then it came raging back again. And all these crazy neurologic symptoms, uh, symptoms felt like I was schizophrenic. 
depressed, bipolar, uh, twitching limbs, you know, night sweats, fevers. And it, it struck me at that moment. And this time in California, no one thought Lyme disease existed there. I had the hardest time convincing doctors like, no, this is Lyme disease. This is coming back. This is still Lyme. And I recognized that I was fortunate enough to get actually diagnosed early enough. They saw what it was. And I can't even imagine if I years would have gone by and I never would have gotten diagnosed and I would have had all these other symptoms and probably went all through these all these other tests that could have been misdiagnosed as MS or Meniere syndrome or some kind of meningitis or some kind of neuropathy. And we know hundreds of people like this who have all sorts of bizarre symptoms and it it's probably Lyme. They've just never tested it for it. For it. So it's really important. I, I would say every doctor in the world, if there's any kind of weird chronic symptoms, always, always test for Lyme. And to encourage people who think they might have some bizarro symptoms, make sure it's not Lyme. And let me jump to you, Dr. Lemke, because this has been beer right on. Man, I mean, what we're talking about is like, isn't it really like the logics of research? Okay, eliminate what it's just eliminate it. Just all right, got the test. It's not that. Now let's move on, right? It's not that. But Dr. Lemke, I gotta hit you up because my personal journey was my battle was between my rheumatologist and Dr. Darvish. And Dr. Darvish is the kindest, lovingest, and I think that's part of why, and most intuitive. Honestly, I could spend a whole day talking about the intuitive things that I brought to the table, and she didn't poo-poo it. But I got to ask you, one of the greatest dilemmas that I have found in my own personal journey was testing. So I want you to comment on this. Yeah, Washington State. Yeah. Oregon. Yeah, testing is a challenge because you can have it and not test positive. <laughs> that's that's part of the problem, you know, and you, there's the Western block testing. There's all sorts of energetic testing and um, I muscle test. So that's my intuitive way of testing. And I find that to be really important. Um, but I have I have like to muscle test. I have this is my chart oh. of of possible infections, right? And I think it's important to realize that a lot of these pathogens, they're they're connected, right? And so you have layers. And so you deal with the strep and the strep relates to the autoimmunity. And then the mold comes up and the mold is the, the biggie bad guy, especially these days. And so then, you know, the inflammation and the mold and then the heavy metals and, and then, then you get into the yeast and then, they, you know, and then at the very bottom, you clear out the, the lime and then you have that lime entity, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's complicated in that way. And um, I have, through my own intuitive testing, tested positive for things that people have not on tests um, come up with. And treating it um, has been really important, has been the key to what has healed that person. Um, now, you know, why is that so? I think, you know, on just a lab test, it's, it's difficult to catch eggs, for example. You know, parasites are a huge example of this. I mean, most of us have parasites, but to, but to actually catch parasites on a stool test is difficult. 
So um, my perspective is to look at the clinical picture. The clinical picture of Lyme in children is different. It, it shows up as headaches and migraines and um, you know, whole nervous sensitivity where they'll just be raging or they'll be like stiff and freaking out because their sensory system just can't take it anymore. And they'll have an ASD diagnosis you know, and, and then for them to go from an ASD diagnosis to maybe a PANDAS diagnosis is a stretch. And then for those parents to then say, you know, well, maybe there's Lyme in there or some sort of co-infection is even more of a stretch. And it's buried beneath all of this immunodysfunction. Um, and um, ultimately, you know, it's, it's a strengthening of the immune system and helping the immune system realize what it's up against. Um, so yeah, it's a super complicated issue. Um, I, I think it's it's very helpful when you have a lab test that says, yes, I have these positive markers. Um, but sometimes if it's Borrelia, the biggest problem is Bartonella. You know, and in a lot of the cases of kids and families that I've seen, Bartonella has been the scariest and most problematic issue, yet there's hardly any information on that. And so, um, you know, and, and it's just, it, it gets, it turns into a complex mess unless you can find that truth, that intuitive part of you that can unwind the mess. Yeah. And by the way, let's talk about this part, if you don't mind. But before we jump to it, I want to know how do people get a copy of the book? And even though it doesn't say this, Benny, I'm going to give a copy of the book away. Um, I want to know how do people get a copy of this book? And I want to know how people find out about each of you. Veer, what's the best way? Give us a little skinny on this, if you don't mind. Yeah. So the book is actually came out today. It was just released uh, worldwide. Yay. And uh, it's on Inner Traditions Publishing, and uh, it's distributed through Simon & Schuster. So you can find it on almost any uh, major book publisher's website. You just, just Google it. You'll be able to find it in bookstores once we can get back into bookstores. Um, so it's all over right now. It's called Liberating Yourself from Lyme. Just Google it, and you'll find it on Amazon and all sorts of booksellers. And my name is Veer, V-I-R McCoy, and you can find my website, Liberating Lime, www.liberatingline.com. You can find all my information there. You can get books there as well, as well as workshops that I do. Or you can find me on Instagram, and that's just my name. Or Sorry, it's uh, at Liberating Lime uh, on Instagram, and you can find a lot of information there. And I do little, uh, little teachings and little tips, tricks, and tools for liberating Lyme. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Angelica, let's give your website out here because you too um, have an array of tools and teaching and so forth. So how do people find out more about you, please? My website is intuitivehomeopathy.com and um, you can Google me as well. Um, I teach classes to moms yeah. of complex kids and that's really the heart of, of what I do um, is empowering moms to find their own medicine. And um, a lot of them have just propelled me along like a wave to do this work. So, um, and probably more and more parents are gonna need it. Yeah, uh, I'm actually for Olivia and Benny, um, I'm actually gonna even skip this break if you don't mind. But Benny, I would like to give a copy of the book away, 
Okay. I want to talk about, I want to get into some of the real details of this because this is something if you don't read the book or you don't personally have the journey, you may not get your doctor to say this, but two things I want to comment on and I don't really know the answer. The reason I got tested, the only reason I was tested, my naturopath and my rheumatologist, uh, I had to go to both of them because in the state of Washington and many other states, basically, if you're diagnosed with something, your insurance pays for that something. And I've gotten benefits out of that. And many people don't. Many people didn't have a Dr. Overman as a rheumatologist. So, you know, I'm not here to poo-poo conventional medicine at all. Um, but we're here to, to talk stories because you've got to know the questions to ask. And if you can work with an MD that will take the journey with you, even though they're kicking and screaming and jumping upside down and, you know, doing whatever they're doing, you can remain where you are. Now, here's the thing I love about this story, and it's short and sweet. I go get the test. Overman gets me to the CDC in Washington. I go in there. They're not going to give me the test because... We don't have Lyme in Washington. But then my friend says, oh, she's from Jersey. She grew up in Jersey and New York. I get the test. The answer was you don't have it. The angel lady find, tells me I've got to go see a doctor for T3. That's how I found Dr. Darvish. I mean, this is a true story through the angel lady, right? Find Dr. Darvish and she gives me a different test. And kicking and screaming, we got that other test. So this is how ignorant, you know, I didn't know that there are five panels. I didn't know that if you don't get all five panels, you're like a no. So she runs some other test. And out of both tests, I have eight panels or some ridiculous number of, I don't know. The point was this. We have to keep asking questions around this. If you don't feel well, and you get a test, maybe that's not the only answer for you. How can we, through your book, Vera, and through you, Dr. Lemke, how do we help people cultivate the questions? Now, I have to tell you, I am a highly intuitive person, and because the angel lady, honestly, this is, I swear to God, a true story, uh, had me Google T3 and I got Dr. Darvish, the journey that I went on is a journey that I would like people to go on but for a shorter period of time. I want them not to have to deal with 10 years of BS and questioning themselves and gaining 100 pounds because your freaking cells don't work anymore. That's why we're here. Isn't that the bottom line to us being here, folks? They're right. I mean, why are we here if we're not going to do something like that? Absolutely. I mean, it's a big part of why I wrote this book is I wish someone would have handed me this book when I was sick. It would have saved me years. You know, this, this book is a shortcut. It's a full spectrum from the spiritual to, to, you know, to the, to the scientific, to the physical. And I, it's the journey I went through and I found that you need every tool. You will need every tool in your kit to heal from this disease. It asks you to 
you know, it, it, you can't, you have to have an open mind. You have to be willing to do antibiotics to homeopathics to whatever it is to, you know, past life regressions and healings. And as we know, when you have Lyme disease, you don't care what it is. You just want to feel better. So many of us with Lyme or have dealt with Lyme have really pushed the limits of what healing means. And it becomes this holistic perspective of this place of yes and yes, that all these possibilities, all these tools can be in our medicine chest. And some of them may work better than others to really heal. So it's so important to have this integrative approach and to doctors and to go to doctors that understand the entire spectrum that are willing to prescribe you antibiotics and homeopathics. You have to have this integrative approach with Lyme. And that's why I wrote the book is that so hopefully the listener can cut through and get straight to the healing as fast as possible because it ain't no fun, (laughs) as we all know. No, it's not all fun. I mean, you know, when you are down a pathway and your body stops working and and this was my case, you gain 100 pounds and you're looking at a wheelchair, that's where the rubber has got to meet the road and you've got to decide what is going to be the legacy of my life. And for a moment, can we talk about pain? See, this is why when you go to a doctor, Dr. Lemke, please talk to this and you say, man, I am in pain in every part of my body. I can't be touched. I can't touch anything. And the next thing you're told is go see a psychiatrist because you know what? We don't find anything wrong with you. I want to ask both of you. Let's dig into the book. Let's give people some tools now. Each of you, your top three from the book. If you do nothing else except buy the book, and the book is already gone, you do nothing else except buy the book and go to your websites. Let's give people things they could do now. Even if you have not taken the test and di- diagnosed, when you hear us talk about brain fog, when you hear us talk about being lethargic, when you hear us talk about not having it, when you hear us talk about, you know, you can't lose weight. I don't care what it is. When you hear us talk about that today, what we're about to say to all of you is, please do these things. Let's start with you, Dr. Lemke. Yeah, um, Veer has a chapter in his book called Ask the Matter, What's the Matter? And that's, uh, those are the questions you're, you're asking. What questions do we ask? You know, I spend a long time in an intake asking lots of questions, but people don't realize that they can ask those questions to themselves and, and their pain. So we talk about pain as a, as a physical response in the body. It's the body speaking. And it can speak through imagery. It can speak through going in and looking at it. And um, Vera, you should really speak to this because this is a big part of your book, but it's really the crux of where we overlap is asking your body, asking your body the question. So when you just say, I have pain, what kind of pain is it? Go into the detail of the pain. Um, What does it look like if you were to close your eyes and look into it? Does it feel hot, cold? What makes it better? What makes it worse? Like, does it move around? Does it have a message for you? So really stepping into it, imagining you are the doctor, imagining you have a little video camera and you send it into those places in your body. What are you seeing in there? And so um, that's the foundational message that I would say from Veer's book is ask the matter. What's the matter um, for helping people have tools right now? 
Yeah. I mean, you've got to do that. And at the same time, when I'm reading your book, you have some of the hardest things to do. You, you make some of what I found some of the most difficult actions to take. But boy, if you don't take them, you're not going to be able to build your immune system. And let's talk about a couple of these if we can. One, the most counterintuitive thing in the book that you have that I've learned that both of you probably going to exercise, right? <laughs> now, we're not just to exercise. We're not just saying, oh, yeah, like, oh, everybody says exercise. No, it has a very specific and important meaning in Lyme disease. Veer, you first, Dr. Lemke, you next, please. Yeah, a big component of healing Lyme is to get the immune system, our own immune systems, super smart, 110%. To get our little army of white blood cells red blood cells and all the helper T cells and all those specialized little forces to recognize the line, to liberate the line, to get at the line. So we have to take these steps. We have this checklist of what is it that might be dampening our immunity? What is it that might be keeping our immunity from getting at the line? And this is kind of an inner healing. And so exercise becomes extremely important along with diet, along with your medicines, along with your you know, all the other things you do. But exercise is very important because I like to see, we, and we now know that most of the immune system resides in the gut, right? In the gut. So, so there's this place of fire, if you will, in the gut. Well, a healthy gut is like a, uh, we all know what a compost pile is, right? It's yeah. this big pile of organisms and bacteria and viruses and, you know, it's a, and what, if you add a lot of grass to a compost pile or oil, wow, a compost pile will catch on fire. It can become so hot. So we're building that fire, not in an inflammatory way, but it's sort of in an inner inner uh, heat that we're looking for, right? And so in order to build that heat with food and medicines and practices, exercise becomes key. We've got to get that engine moving. And I know it's so hard when you're catatonic lying in your hospital bed and you're sweating yourself silly. And sometimes we just can't. But even lifting a leg up in the hospital bed, trying to do a sit-up, doing whatever you can to get that engine started, even if it hurts. And we all know about the dreaded Herxheimer reaction where it's like you exercise and then the next day you're just, you can't even move an inch. Right? We all, yeah. We've all been there. Yeah. But you got to keep pushing through it. You got to exercise. Find whatever you can to help the muscle aches go away. But exercise is a very important tool, no matter um, at what zone you're at. And I super highly recommend it. All right. I want to just say this, and then I want to go to you, uh, Dr. Lemke, because I want to start to talk about food. I want to start to talk about detox as well. For those of you out there, one of the things I discovered, it's available on Amazon, and I'm going to have to look it up. Maybe, Olivia, you could look it up. It's, it's, a, it's a little stepper. It looks like an elliptical machine. It's called like in motion, right? There's a really good, good one you get, and it sits on, it's on the floor, and you sit and you sit and you're like sitting and you're doing this. 
And many people are like, well, that's, is that exercise sitting and doing? You bet it's exercise sitting and doing it. For those of us that couldn't even do that, we got on the vibration little machine or we got on a rebounder. But this little machine, for those of you, I don't care what your illness is, it, this little thing where you're sitting down and you may be watching, you know, Westworld or Game of Thrones or whatever you're watching and you're doing this, you will find that before you know it, your body is automatically working that thing and you are just doing it. So that's my pitch for that, that little device, especially for those of you that may be really, really suffering. But Dr. Lemke, let's get down to it, man. You know, both of you, we need to build an immune system. Right. So immunity, what is immunity? You know, we talk a lot about that. So immunity, from my perspective, when I teach people, it's, it's the de definition of this is myself and that's other. It's boundaries. It's the little cell in my body that says, hi, I'm Angelica and you're not. And so that you're not me, you know? And so we have to get connected to our body and our body's cells and say, this is me and this is me being embodied and and I am embodied when I'm doing things that I love and enjoy and um, you know finding things even in movement you know if you don't like movement finding some sort of movement that you do enjoy um, to bring that light and vitality into your cells of your body so um, yeah you know the 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 heat that Vera is talking about is is a heat it's also passion it's a joy to be alive and um, a lot of people who are sick don't really want to be here or they, they have some sort of excuse for, you know, on some level for being unhappy with their lives and being a victim to something and not wanting to be here and owning that and seeing where that is in your life and saying, I want to be here. I'm ready to be here and, and I'm going to do it with love and passion and loving my body. So, yeah. And then you know, you mentioned detox and yeah. diet, which are fundamental, you know, we can't sit there and be embodied eating potato chips in front of the TV. Um, it's, you know, it's not, you know, maybe potato chips are somebody's medicine. <laughs> I'm not throwing that totally out of the bucket. I got to tell you, I'm guilty of every once in a while, I got to get me a bag of them chips. I yeah, mean, I'm exactly. telling you, every once in a while, I got to get me a bag. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, sugar, for example, is a better example. Sugar really depletes the, you know, yeah. really suppresses the immune system. Yeah, I got rid of that. Right. And um, there's just some fundamental things that we need to kind of get out of our diet, move and, and to bring that vitality back, you know, and eating, eating in a healthy way. We live in a toxic world right now. And, and our body is a reflection of that. And so what do you see in your environment is uh, in your inner environment as well. And and finding ways to really support your body's detoxification. There's so many ways. I mean, it would take hours just to talk about that. And I want to just talk about a counterintuitive statement, and it's in your book, Fear, because what I find out from a lot of people that go on this journey, and Dr. Lemke, of course, they, they, people that work with the doctor, they're going to get guidance of how to do it, when to do it, what to do it. I mean, honestly, I would have probably destroyed myself if I didn't have Dr. Darvish because what a mess of trying to figure it out. But you say something interesting in the book, uh, Vera, and I want to get to it. It has been a battle for women for decades. Somebody told us, go non-fat, cut out all the fat in your diet, ladies, just go non-fat. Don't be eating the fat. 
You say something interesting about fat. Tell us about that. Well, we have to back up a little bit. And so when I was in the hospital <clears throat> doing 40 days of intravenous ceftrioxone, which I'm sure people dealing with Lyme know about, I started having these, uh, I can tell the story and it's in my book, but I started having um, intuitive ideas about what, what it was that my body was needing. I started listening to this other place and started developing that intuitive uh, part of myself with a curiosity. And I started writing things down that I was intuiting. I wasn't sure about it in the early days, but, but one of the things that kept coming up for me was I kept having these deep cravings or this intuitive feelings for fats. And, and, and it, it surprised me because we've all been taught to not, you know, stay away from fats, but it kept coming to me. Yeah. And I, and I, I really pinpointed Dr. Lemke women because I don't know about men so much because, you know, there was another conversation about men, but women, if you go back four decades, four decades ago, we were literally mind washed yeah. into thinking about don't eat fat. And boy, even to this day, I, and I'm one of those people, but I learned through the disease, just like, just like Vera was saying, is when you feel like an avocado, man, you feel like an avocado. You, yes. you don't want to be thinking, I feel like an avocado, but let me count how many grams of fat that has. You know, food and nutrition are important. And this is something that people have to really maybe even relearn. But let's jump to the vitamin side of that with you, Dr. Lemke, if we can which leads to a lot of the homeopathics, right? Mm -hmm. Now, I happen to be somebody that, that like COVID, uh, hit 104 temperature. I remember it like it was yesterday. Nobody knew what it was. Completely wiped out my smell organ, right? So homeopathy at some point is an interesting solution for me, or bad, how should I say it? You, you know, the, the part of homeopathy that has to do with essential oils and, and, and things like that. But I want to hear from you, what are some of the things you've discovered in the world of homeopathy and, and vitamins, et cetera, that we need to bring to the top of the list for people? Yeah, well, just going back quickly to the fat discussion, just distilling yeah. that really quickly. Women need fats for our hormones, right? Yeah. <laughs> healthy, balanced hormones. You can do that just with eating various nuts and seeds cyclically, you know, you can eat more sunflower seeds and more pumpkin seeds. And um, so absolutely, you know, I have someone in my family who doesn't eat eggs because she's afraid of fat, you know? And um, so full fat milk is one of the best things, raw milk is that I've been introducing into my diet. Um, as far as just, gosh, you know, with the immune system right now, everybody's pretty primed um, with everything going on, what can we do for our immunity? And this is something, sadly, we can talk about, yet we can't talk about in relation to the current epidemic um, right. because of issues around that and censorship. But um, what I'm doing right now, I'm taking a lot of vitamin D. <laughs> I'm taking a ton of antioxidants. Um, herbs that we can take are, you know, there's a ton of immunosupportive formulas from um, ashwagandha to oregano. Yeah, to oregano, to essential oils. Um, 
you know, there's, there are herbal blends that are antimicrobial. There are cleanses that we can do that are, you know, purifying to our gut. Um, you know, when we're feeling whiny and victim oriented, um, I find antiparasitic herbs to be really fundamental. Um, herbs like artemisia and, 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 um, uh, juglins from, from the walnut tree. So, uh, you know, there are, you know, books and books. This is just one book of possible plant medicines and another one. There's so much available for us in the plant kingdom um, to go out and find our medicine. And what I suggest to people too, to, to start with it is to close their eyes and do a meditation and walk into nature and ask mother nature, show me what will heal me today? Attract a medicine, an herb, a vitamin, a mineral into my life that will support me right now. Maybe it's in my kitchen. Help me draw that into my life so that I can live more wholly and, um, yeah. and healthfully. So, yeah, you know, it's the immune system is king right now. And I, I feel like this, this, immense control that's that's occurring um is not necessarily gonna do it what we need to do is we need to emanate our own immune systems by really expressing um who we are with joy and vitality so even though there's cultural control happening right now be in your home and do things that bring you joy where our focus goes, our energy flows. And if our focus is constantly in something that's draining us and bringing us down or in groups of people that are completely making us feel like crap, cut those cords, cut that, direct your energy to something that's going to lift you up. Yeah. And I, I want to really, uh, and, and I want to just say to everybody, uh, I think uh, Veer has left us, you know, he was doing this outside, really appreciate him jumping in. Um, the book, again, is Liberating Yourself from Lyme, an integrative and intuitive guide to healing. And Dr. Angelica Lemke joining me here today. And look, I know I've got a couple of minutes left, but I want to go back and emphasize the intuitive nature of this. So if you're me and you're a Dr. Darvish, you know, 99.9% .9 of the time when I go to see her, I'm going to ask for three things. Juniper, which I love. I will take that juniper drop and I can't tell you why, but out of the gate, it was my thing. The second thing I will always ask her for, and I drink it right out of the bottle, probably you don't want to hear this, is Argentin. Uh, we call it colloidal silver. You can call it whatever you want. Do not do this on your own. I must say it, right? Do not do it. Why, when I go to see her, do my body wants it? And she'll say, nope, you didn't test for it, not today. But these are the things you have to know. If you're dying for an apple, eat the apple. <laughs> uh, Dr. Lemke, I want to ask you this. Thank you for joining me again. Please tell right. people how they can find out about you. And I'd love to hear your personal message, please. Yes, love yourself, love thy neighbor. That's not just my message. Um, and it's intuitivehomeopathy.com. And um, yeah, this is, you know, there's a disease on many levels that we're fighting. 
the, the inner is reflected on the outer. And if we can come to that place of love and compassion and heal ourselves on all levels and find the divisiveness from within us, where is that divide? And how can we look into it with love? Um, we will heal not just ourselves, but the collective. Thank you so much for all that you do. And I wanna just say for Veer, go to the website, Liberating Lyme. This is the debut of the book liberating yourself from Lyme. It is jam-packed. We only talked about, I think, a few of the things in here, but there's so much more in here, so much for you to read about, to learn about, and to guide you through this.